once again, you're listening to What's Up Aboard, the podcast. For those of you who may not know, this is a podcast that focuses on love, life, relationships, and everything in between. Everyone has a story to tell. I just want to know, what's yours? With that being said, one of the weekly goals of this podcast is to help people like you learn from our guests and comprehend information from a different lens of perspective. To all the listeners out there, both old and new, salute. Now let's begin this episode. Over to you, Wardy Ward. Thank you for that very fine introduction, Ward. My name is Wardy Ward. I'm going to be your cool captain on this fantastic voyage once again. So I suggest everybody get in, sit down, and buckle up because it's about to go down. I want to remind everybody hit that like, follow, or subscribe button if you don't mind. It helps us to help you help everyone. You feels me? Um, my co-host is in the building with me today, so I want to give a shout out to her, Miss Tiki. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, Wardy Ward. Would you mind doing our shout out to our esteemed sponsor, if you? Absolutely. It's Imiru Skincare. It's uh, setting the standard for clean beauty mm. today. It's up and coming in that world. So yeah. if you want to visit the website, it's www.imiruskincare.com. Check us out. Absolutely. One of the things we always say on the show is everybody has a story to tell, but we just want to know. What's yours? Well, our guest today is no different from that, and she definitely fits these uh, criteria that we have set for ourselves. But here's the trick. Our in-studio guest is the co-host. Her name is Tiki, but she likes to go by Tacola when she's doing guest roles. So let's welcome Tacola to the show. How are you doing today, ma'am? I'm doing fine, sir. Okay. But Looking you know, Mike, can you... Can you tell the listening audience uh, in your own words, uh, who are we going to interview for this uh, episode? Who, who is Tacola? Hmm, let's see. Well, I was born in Marion, Ohio, mm-hmm. an hour north of the ca- Columbus, Ohio, the capital. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, was the oldest of two children. Okay. I'm a younger brother, two and a half years old, younger mm-hmm. than me. Two and a half years younger than you? Two and a half years younger than me. Okay. So it's just the two of us in my mom's household. Um, so I have a sister also, 15 years my junior, on my father's side. So okay. yeah, two daughters. Okay. Pregnant once, got two kids. So I have wow. twins. Two for one. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to talk to yeah. you about that, that twins uh, thing in, in a minute because I'm very fascinated by that too. But uh, a few more questions about it before we jump into it. So basically, you grew up with just your younger brother you two were pretty much in the household together yes okay great how would you describe yourself as a child what were you like were you rambunctious yes very i was notorious in the town of mary i was very yeah Hmm. yeah hyperactive very hyperactive um just a, a wild child honestly oh so you were like a tomboy uh, yes, that too. Yeah, just hard to handle. That's what my mm. mother said. Very hard to handle. So, why does she say? What, I mean, give me an example of what was the things a rambunctious child would do. Um, I guess 
I had a severe potty mouth by the time I was four. <laughs> you mean you use profanity a lot as a four-year-old? I did. I did. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Okay. What did you um, what did you pick tantrums? that up from? I don't know. Honestly, somebody in the household. Yeah, you was cussing a lot. Be. I couldn't um, imagine you as a person who uses profanity. You don't strike me as that type, but maybe so. No, anyway. Not, I grew that. I grew that. So yeah, I oh, was okay. a difficult child. I was. I was a difficult child. All right, we're gonna get all into that going on there. Tell me about your parents. What were your parents like? Um, my mother, I grew up I'm a biracial child, so I have a white mother, black father. Um, mm. My mother, she's a very kind, sensitive woman. Um, we, we felt loved growing up. Um, you know, she took care of us. She did the best she could yeah. um, raising us alone. I did have step, step, two stepdads. My stepdad I have now, she's been married to for 30 some years. I don't know, yeah. since I was nine. So he's a good, good man. Is he black? Yeah. No, he's white. Oh, so she, was, okay. Yeah, raised in a white household, yeah. Okay. It, um, is your dad still alive now? He's, he he passed away in 2018. Okay. Oh, so sorry to hear that. Okay. How did your dad and your mom meet? Do you know that story at all? High school. Yes, I do. High school sweetheart. So my mom... My dad, apparently, he had a crush on my mom, and he said, I'm, I'm going to date you. I'm going to date you. And she said, I was not attracted to him at all. I actually thought he was the ugliest thing I laid eyes on. Mm. But he was charming. <laughs> he was yeah. charming. He, he, he had game. And so they ended up, you know, getting together. I think they lived together for a while. But um, when she became pregnant with me, they ended up splitting up, so. Yeah. But they were always friendly. They never had um, a bad relationship. They always, throughout the years, have been friendly with each other. There's never any fighting or arguing anything. Wow, that's amazing. So she really was not attracted to him. So that's interesting. I wonder what, what is the opposite attract? So maybe it was funny or something or, well, then again, what year was this? this was very just, you're, he was. Yeah. That's what she said. He was very funny. Very charming. So, but you're 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 pretty much fair skinned, so or skinned. I'm sorry, not skinned. You're fair skinned. So, was your dad lighter, a lighter black person, or uh, no? Mother? He is actually very dark. Oh wow, very dark for a black man. Yeah. Wow. So your mom had the dominant gene. Okay, I see how that works. Yeah. So going back to your childhood again, too. What did you want to be when you grew up? What, what was the goal for Tiki? Mm. Um, as early as I could remember, I was, I loved science. I loved astronomy. I said I was going to grow up and be an astronomer. Anything to do with science. I love math in school too. Okay. So yeah, any, anything to do with the universe, the galaxy, that always fascinated me. So I said I was going to be an astronomer. So you had no plans of making money at all. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do with that. Look, that star over there. See, that's, that one keeps like, I'm gone. Thanks lady. All right. Um, did you, so I take it you liked school then when you were in there. I wasn't crazy about school myself, but I got out. So so you did like it, huh? Interesting. I like the learning aspect of it. I was very shy. As I got, when I uh, reached school age, that kind of uh, wildness subsided. But I was very shy. 
kind of a loner to myself, you know, stayed to myself, very quiet. Mm -hmm. um, but I liked the learning part. I just had trouble kind of fitting in with other kids. So, well, I guess because they probably couldn't cuss as good as you, so that might have intimidated <laughs> them. You know, I was reformed least... by then. I was reformed. Yeah. Okay. Did but, you have like yeah, a like... good friends? You had good friends in high school and, um, and so forth, like a best friend. In elementary school, my best friend was this chubby little white kid who wore army reliefs every day. Bill was his name, and Bill and I terrorized the third round. I love Bill. So we kind of, I, I hung out with the boys. Mm. You know, I didn't really have much to do with the girls. I didn't have girlfriends. Um, I think in high school, there was one girl, ninth grade, um, but we kind of hung out. Mm -hmm. um, Ebony so kind of got close to her but I didn't really I wasn't close to the girls I wasn't into the gossiping the catty stuff that you know just I preferred hanging with guys because they were simple mm -hmm. and they liked to play and they liked to joke around so yeah. that was my thing so, so did you have a boyfriend in high school? no I did not you didn't date at all in high school? there was that one yeah, him. Tell us about him. <laughs> Where he at? We want to talk to him. Uh, he was a senior. He was gone for a while. I, I, I try to remember what his story was. He was gone. He was in, uh, I don't know why I'm thinking that he was in Army or something like that. Because he came back. He was a senior. Came back as a senior or whatever. I was in ninth grade. And he just gave me lots of attention. So, yeah. Yeah. So you were a freshman dating a senior who left and came back. <laughs> let's, let's keep it moving. I don't remember a lot about him. <laughs> no? I, I, well, you know what? Guess yeah, who I mean, we have on the show? That's as close to dating as I got right there. That, that's okay. it. <laughs> okay. Was he black or white? Black. I only asked about the black and white thing because you said you were a child of, of, of uh, a black dad and a white mom. I was just curious, like, what side did you lean more to? Did you have a preference? But we'll, like I said, we'll get into all that. But let's keep it moving. Next question is, let's fast forward to 2022. What do you do to earn a living now? What's I your job? I school bus driver. I'm a school bus driver. I never thought I could do that. <laughs> but I'm actually pretty good at it. Wow, so you drive a school bus. How, how did that come about? What, 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 how do you go from... Uh, that started, I, I started working, I think it was 20, 2017. Mm -hmm. 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 25, yeah. About five, six years ago? Yeah, it was about five or six years. I've been there six years. So I started with that. I wanted a job that paid kind of decent, but wasn't full-time. Mm. to allow me to do volunteer work and things like that. I want, that was really important to me. So I wanted to have time set aside for that. Okay. So that's how I got into school bus driving. And um, I had known some friends that said, yeah, this is a good job to have if you need, you know, with some of the time, that free time throughout the day. Yeah. Love having the summers off. And all of the holidays currently on Christmas break. To mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just, I enjoyed it. I didn't start out driving. I started out as an aide um, for the school district. 
and just being on the handicap buses, aiding to get the kids into the wheelchairs and stuff. And I loved it actually because it was a lot of interaction yeah. with these kids. And uh, somebody said, "You should try driving. You should try driving." And um, so I said, "Okay, I'll, I'll give it a try." And I asked my mom, "Like this? If this doesn't suit me, can I go back to aiding?" But mm-hmm. I did like it. So I've been driving. So how did the training? How did that come about? You just like went down down to like the, the work one or the local unemployment office said, hey, I want to drive a bus. How, or what did you do? Uh, no, we have this, this study. Of course, the BMV, you have the CDL that you study all that. You pass the test or whatever you do. But the training actually took place through the school district. They have um, um, ODIs that, that train their drivers. They've been there for years, whatever. And they train you. Um, and you, it was paid training, which was nice. Too. Oh, wow. So, yeah. That's a win. You get your full pay for your training or like a, a lower amount? Uh, well, you have to be hired on full time. When you start driving, you start out as a sub driver until a permanent route becomes available. So sub drivers don't earn what um, permanent drivers earn. You, you, there's like a um, probation period or whatever, and then you're hired on permanently so once you're had on permanently then yes the pay increases how long is that a sub driver how long did it be a sub driver oh that that can vary uh depending on the routes that come available depending on how many people retire in a year how many routes um you know if they've got to add routes um so then you might get in quicker i only had the sub i was very fortunate only had the sub drive for maybe a month six weeks and everything oh came my up goodness and got my permanent route. yeah wow and some have been subs for months until permanent rounds came and you did so so what did you do during covid you guys just didn't oh you got unemployment didn't you uh no we did we okay so the way no 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 we didn't get unemployment um the school they were trying to figure out what to do with us so they uh, came up with this arrangement or whatever where we would be on standby and we had they had to rotate the drivers and we'd be on call, go to whatever school needed us and basically clean the janitorial work. Oh, yeah. So they had us, like, this is not what we were paid to do. Some of them people were like, my knees, you know, I drive for a reason. I can't be sitting here on the floor scrubbing. What are my knees? Anyway, so that's what we did. We rotated through the schools. That only... We only did that for two weeks. And then they set up the program where, you know, of course the kids who qualified for free and reduced lunches, they still needed to eat. So we would drive the bus. We were on rotation with this. We'd drive the bus to school, whichever school was providing the lunches, pack the bus up, had a helper, pack the bus up with the lunches and things like that, go to the designated area, um, use a low income parking or a low-income part apartment complex okay they knew they were going to be there come to the bus distribute the lunches to the to the kids so that was yeah we did that too during covid wow and then of course they had virtual learning yeah also had virtual learning and then that's what i was thinking you guys probably weren't doing it till you had to go back and clean to school if they're doing virtual learning Mm-hmm. And then they just split routes. They did. They changed that to where we split. Half the kids went um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh-huh. The other half went Thursday, Friday, and then the following week, that that Thursday, Friday group, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So even out. Yeah. So, so about how many kids you transport at a time? 
Uh, this year, uh, let's see, I probably have, okay, I have to guess, guess here. Just a rough Maybe guess. Maybe 35, 40 elementary, um, 40, 45 sixth graders, sixth graders only because school district has two sixth grade only buildings. I drive for They're all on the bus at the same time? No, 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 no. My sixth grade is, is the first route. Um, then I do my K through five. Oh, okay. So so you'll go get the bus. You know what? Talk me through how it works, your morning day. You 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 go you get up, you get your coffee, your hot chocolate. Do you drink hot coffee or something? You drink that? Coffee. I'm a coffee drinker. Ever since I don't know why people drink that stuff. Only coffee. Coffee is really Anyway, so you get your coffee, you drive in your car uh, down to the school. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Tell me, you park, at your parking lot, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Walk me First through this. First thing you do, pre-trip my bus. You know, pre-trip, get under the hood, make sure everything's working, check lights. You get under the hood? Mm-hmm. Get under Every the day? Hood, check the oil. Yes. Well, you open up the hood, check the oil, check um, your, um, ooh, what's that thing you call? There's another dipstick. Death? <laughs> Is it death? Uh, no, that the mechanic that'll come up on the screen. Mechanic, so we'll fill that. Oh. Um, so yeah, there's there's I'm drawing a blank for the second one. Where's the hood at on that thing? All that. Where, where's the hood at on the top? And it flips up. There's there's two latches, and then I oh. just go around unlatch, and then it flips up this way. Oh, okay. You got one of those those buses with the nose. I'm thinking the flat one. Yeah, no, they don't know. They're, they're phased out those. Okay. Okay. Wow. So you got to do that every day. And the, and the bus is probably ice cold in the wintertime, right? It is. Absolutely. It is. How do the kids in the back get warm? Or you don't care about well, that? Well, there's heaters. There's three, three, there's heater space. The heater in the front, heater in the middle, heater in the back. So and they just work. Flip the switch. Yeah. They oh, so, they, so you can actually. Work and they work good. So you can freeze some kids if you want to. If they don't act right, you say, I'm not cutting on heater three. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. you wouldn't do that, right? Because we're <laughs> recording a lot. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right, then. Good, good. Because I, I couldn't be the bus driver because you come on talking crazy, Mr. Ward. I'm like, okay, flick, flick, <laughs> flick. Okay, you have all the windows down. All right. Um, What are some of the challenges you have as a, as a bus driver? Um, If any. The Yeah, there are. Um, I love the job because I love being around kids. Kids are just who they are. They're honest, they're open, they're loving, you know, and especially this age group, the sixth graders, they're not quite too cool to talk to you yet. That's the seventh and eighth graders. And they're kind of babyish still, just kind of transitioning. So I like, of course, the babies are the babies. They're fun. They're a lot of work. But um, so the first probably month and a half is really rough of the beginning of each school year. Um, because I don't know them, they don't know me. They're testing their limits. Um, yeah, so it's, it's like drinking alcohol. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I kind of need it the first month and a half. But wow, anyway, man. <laughs> is, it, is it really that bad when you first start? <laughs> it is. It's stressful. Yeah, because they're just pulling all kind of shenanigans. But they're excited. You know, they're excited about school starting. They're seeing their new friends. They don't know. And sometimes, you know, the driver, it depends on how the driver of the previous year, how strict they were with the kids. Mm-hmm. And, if, you know, if they think, okay, I can come and do the same thing on this bus. Or we all have standard rules we're supposed to follow, but some are mm-hmm. la- more lax, some are stricter. 
So sometimes it's difficult if you get uh, have you know I get the previous year's driver who was really lax with her kids and mm-hmm. like rules. Ooh. So yeah, that's that's kind of hard. But when they get to know me and know what to expect, and I can learn the names, it, it's easier. Uh, I'm terrible with names. How do you know what kids get on your bus? Because you can pull up and it'd be like 12 kids stand on the thing. How do you know which kids are yours? Um, well, they know. They know which bus they're supposed to get on. All that's, they, they know what time, they know what bus number to get on. And it's nice because we can do, they will get printout sheets of who, you know, how many kids are at each stop. But I can specifically ask for the name of each child that's supposed to be on that stop and then that's it. I can quickly learn which I I do that's very important to do that quickly learn each child's name and uh, put a face to the name so I always ask for the names for every child at the stop so okay. I can learn them yeah that, that's interesting there um, here's one qu- last question I got on the buses well two at, at my house the lady picks the kids up across the street but she don't stop in front of the house She'll stop like five houses down and then they get out and run out. And so I said, why don't you just stop in front of the house? Can you guys pick and choose where you want to stop at? No. Okay. No. Um, a few times I have, um, you know, you just kind of feel bad. For it's like freezing cold or if it's pouring rain, you know, I'm like, oh, I'll stop here and let Susie off here and pass her house or whatever. But I've got called on that before. You, know, you don't make extra stops. You do the designated stops. And, uh, you can't enough. drop them off at stops that aren't their designated stops. So they may want to get off the bill at the friend Billy's house. You can't do that. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And I saw a, a bus driver punch a student once, got up and they started fighting. Not saying that you have to agree with that, but what are the circumstances that make a bus driver fight a kid? If you, mm. you know, if you heard those, have you heard those? I could see stories? how they went there. I could see <laughs> Why? Yeah. What happens? They just, they just be working your nerves. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to throw them hands, hands huh? Tired of saying the same thing over and over to 45 kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of them snap. You, you're not saying you agree <laughs> with it. You're just saying you can understand, right? Well, I don't agree with it, but I understand. Yeah, because you be driving, so you just put that joke in park and like, Crack the knuckles, like, <laughs> come on, Jimmy, right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, I wanted to go back to your childhood again. I'm like a flip flop around here because this show is really about you. We want to find out about you. You said you're from the uh, the the mixed, uh, you were, what do you call it? Mixed kids? What do they call it? What do they call you? I was just black. Biracial. Oh, biracial. Mixed, okay. Biracial, half breed. I don't know. Oh, did, did, was it what? <laughs> When was that back in the 70s, 80s when you were growing up? Yeah, 75 when I was born. Was that hard to, to be a biracial kid back in that time? Um, the town we lived in, they, they were, yeah, there was a lot of prejudice or whatever in the town. I didn't so much notice that from, you know, like the outside or whatever. It's just, even more like with I think family and not all my family just just a couple family you know family, family members or whatever wait a minute the family was racist it wasn't it wasn't the people in town it was your family um yeah well they 
didn't, you know what I mean? They loved me, but they, you know what I mean? It's just weird. I was the first black child in the white family, the first black grandchild. Ooh. So until my brother came along. So and you had some backup. Weird. I'm sorry, you had some black up. <laughs> yeah. Got my yeah, black up with black me. Up. Yeah. So just different. And um, sometimes you've, you've felt like, okay, it's, it's, they know I'm different. And, you know, it kind of reminds you <laughs> that you're but, different. But you didn't know you were different, right? You probably would think, hey, I'm just, I'm just Tiki, Tikola. I'm just me. Yeah. Yeah. So, but there were things too, you know, just that my mom had to do, I guess. Um, so one thing I remember, uh, she had the experience, um, you know, walking down the street. My mom didn't learn how to drive until years ago. We walked all over that town. We walked way across town, the grocery store, carried groceries all the way back. She didn't drive. Mm. No, we've yeah. been on a, on a bike or something, a double dutch or something. <laughs> no, we, 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 we did we that. But um, we were walking down the street one time and uh, it was two walk- men on a porch. Huh? No, no, go say? ahead. No, I was just thinking, just thinking about that walking thing. I was like, yeah, I, actually, nice I was thing. thinking that's definitely your, time. it was definitely your white side because, I mean, we would have got a Kroger <laughs> buggy. We all been in that buggy. Somebody been pushing, taking turns. But, but <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> just did what mom said to do. We're walking. Mm-hmm. Okay, we walk. Man. So, uh, yeah, two two older white guys on the porch. We were walking, as usual. And uh, one of them addressed my mother and said, are those your kids? She said, yes. And um, he said, you need to be shot. Whoa. My mom, to her face. Um, We had, my mom had a cousin who's still presently in prison um, in in there on death row, even. (laughs) He signed the death row records with Snoop Snoop Dogg's death row or the death row death row? Death row, like they're going to electrocute you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Probably been a rapper, right? You know how it is, but yeah. No, no death row, not death row. What's the relation to him? Uh, he was he's my mother's cousin. And somebody had asked him or whatever, do you know? It said my mother's name or whatever, do you know this person? And she has two black kids, and he said the same basically same thing. No, I do not, but I definitely would have shot her if I did. So hmm. Kind of, you know, see what I'm saying with family or whatever. You just didn't. Some of the family, it was. <laughs> so that was my white side of the, white side of the family. But that wasn't the norm for the most part. My auntie's um, cousin, we just, you know, it was, it was okay. My, I think my grandpa had an issue with. It, but then that that was that generation, you know. Mm-hmm. So my grandpa, he wouldn't, he didn't take kindly to knowing that he was going to have a black grandchild. But as soon as it, that, immediately. When yeah. I was born, he changed. I never felt like injured. I never felt, he never made me feel like that. You know, I find that the hardest racist person will melt when they find out that when that little black kid is born or biracial kid is born with still black. But yeah, that, that kind of goes away because, you know, when that smiling baby looks up at you and, you know, it's kind of hard. So I'm pretty sure that that did happen to him. Yeah. So, wow. So, even so, got to the point my mom, Oh, sorry. No, 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 please go. Yeah. So my uh, mother told me the story that he had in my grandfather's fleshly brothers. Um, I don't know if it was one or, or more than one that came to visit. And um, I was there. And he asked my grandpa, grandpa, 
who who is that little pickaninny running around here? And uh, <laughs> hey. so yeah, who is that little pickaninny? But Grandpa, he he didn't that didn't set well with him. So he get out. Mm-hmm. At his brother's leave. So yeah, he he didn't he changed completely with that. So. Yeah. So sounds like you're saying the cure for racism is to have biracial kids. <laughs> Highly recommended. Breaking down one family <laughs> at a time for a kid. Wow. So now, you know what? It all makes sense now. You said you cussed like a sailor. You had to go through all that walking and getting death threats every time you go to Piggly Wiggly. Obviously, you learned how to cuss. I think that probably did bring out the anger in me. I never right, made yeah. a connection until you said that. Wow. I sure that had something to do with that. I was an angry child. Mm. <laughs> I'm a... I'm going to come back to that. I'm going to circle back to that later. So I'm going to see if you have some anger on that. Now, did your brother look like you? Because uh, when you have biracial kids, you know, that can go one of two ways. You get that sandy hair that looks kind of like, whoa, or you get that good curly stuff, or you can get that. What That's your brother what my brother like? had. He had the good curly stuff. Beautiful, just black ringlets. Oh, okay. Hair, you know. So so he kind of looked Hispanic or Hawaiian. <laughs> yeah, he, people always thought he was Hawaiian, Samoan, Hawaiian, especially if he got a little bit older because he got some girth to it. But okay. we don't have the same father. Uh, okay. He has, yeah, he has a different father than I have. Is his father so, black? Yes. Okay. And he came out like, okay. Now let, let's see the hair again. You saw the hair. Was that a weave? I hate to ask, but was that a weave? <laughs> it's not a weave, no. <laughs> oh, so you got long hair. So your hair is straight. So how did you get your. Wow, you got lucky there. So you didn't get that sandy blonde. Oh, you had to flat iron it out. (laughs) Otherwise, it'd be naturally curly, something like that? Yes. Okay. So how long did it take you to manage your hair? Just to flat iron? I mean, no, no, to realize when you started doing it, because most time girls can't really figure out their own hair until like ninth, 10th grade. Oh, I I can handle this. No, I figured that out quick. My mother. She didn't know what to do with my hair. So she basically, <laughs> I can that. this is the honest, because it, it's, it's not like it is now. It, um, cause I have hypothyroidism and that calls hair thinning. So my oh, hair is probably, probably a, a third of what was normally here. So, oh, you had more hair? Oh, oh wow. yeah. Probably about yeah. three times as much as I do now. So mm. she didn't know what to do with my hair and it just stayed up in a ball on my head. It never got combed, mm. never got combed. So, uh, yeah. So I remember one time my dad, um, he picked me up and he got tired of it because she didn't know what to do with it. He could, he just got tired of it. I remember this sitting in the kitchen and he buzzed my head. About, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. He took your stuff to the basement? <laughs> he did. He did. He wasn't, he's like, he said, I want my daughter that nappy ball up on top of her head. Mom didn't know how to do it. How did you feel getting your hair cut? Because nowadays that's called child abuse. I was little. You was cool (laughs) with it. I didn't really have a choice. He just said, sit down, and clippers came out. (laughs) Wow. I would love to see a picture of that. You got to show a picture of that. I do remember that. that. It was winter, and he had me put my hood up and tie it. So when I I got in the house, he dropped me back off, and I got in the house, my mom took the hood off, and she screamed. Where's your ball? Where's your (laughs) smart ball? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. I understand. The more you talk, the more I understand the cussing. So let's uh, let's keep moving on. (laughs) So you gave me that too soon. So now I got (laughs) to weave it in here. I regret that. (laughs) Now, that's an interesting childhood. 
but it leads me to my next point. You had mentioned earlier that you have, you had, you got pregnant once, but had two kids. So you are a mother of twins, the rare unicorn. So I had kids that are uh, two daughters as well, but they're 18 months apart. I wish they would have been twins. Seemed like it'd have been cool. Um, how, how does one prepare to have twins? I know when I found out about the first one, I was like, I guess I can do the second one. I was like, oh, hey, no, this, this is too much. But to have two at one time, how old were you when you had the two, first of all? I was 20 when they were born. 20? Oh, you was a kid. Yep. Twins running your family? Um, they were more in their dad's side. Their dad's side, they um, were a lot of twins and even triplets in his side of the family. Mm. Um, my, <clears throat> my grandmother, my, grand, my great-grandmother had two sets of twins. Uh-huh. Um, and that's, just, that's all I knew of in my mom's side of the family. Yeah. Um, but their dad's side of the family, he had the cousin that was, uh, there were three, there were three brothers, his cousins, and each set of them, uh, one lost their twins, one had a set of twin boys, and the other one's um, girlfriend was... Oh, the, the oldest one had a set of twins too. So, and there were cousins that had twins. His uncle, um, his girlfriend was pregnant with triplets. Um, so that was just, they were cranking them out. Yeah. So so were you overwhelmed when you found out you were having twins or was that something you were excited? How did you feel about that? Mm-hmm. I was not excited. <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was very overwhelmed about that. So. Of course, he was very excited, but um, he meaning your husband. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so what, wait a minute. You had the kids at twelve. How old were you when you got married? Then I was eighteen. Okay, we got that. I'm about to change all my <laughs> questions. Hold on, let me just scroll down. Okay. <laughs> so you were eighteen when you got married. Yeah. You're having twins at twenty. Wow. Okay. Oh, right. look, look. Let me just stay on track here because I'm. It's so many questions coming to mind. Let me just stay on track. Yeah, yeah. What, what did you name your daughters? Let, let me guess. Tracy and Stacy. Then the agenda. <laughs> I don't like those matching names. I'm, people always say, when I was pregnant, said, oh, you got to do the matching names yeah. with them. I said, no, I don't want to do that. I, I want them to have individuality, you know, so just did completely different. Aaliyah, um, she's, she's the um, oldest by nine minutes. Okay. And Henri. Aaliyah and Henri. Henri. What's their middle names? Aaliyah is named after my mother. So her middle name is Diana Lynn. Two middle names. And Henri takes my middle name and her paternal grandmother's middle name. So Geneva Denise. So it, wow, that is totally opposite of what I expected. Are they similar? Are they the same? Do they do? Do they dress alike? Did they dress alike? Only I because I, I, when I bought the clothes, no. But my mother, she helped out a lot, mm-hmm. so she did a lot of the shopping, and she bought the twinsy outfits—one in blue, one in pink, whatever. I didn't like it, but hey, she was buying the clothes, right? So we dressed them like that. So you wouldn't give them rhyming names, but you let them dress like interesting. Not by choice. It was mm-hmm. it had to be- <laughs> Man, 
<laughs> so, <laughs> she's helping me out. I couldn't be picky. I couldn't be mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> now, now, when you were pregnant with twins, did you get huge? Did you get really big? Yes, very. Yes. How much very, weight did you get? It's funny because, let's see. I mean, I uh, I think I topped out at one eighty. Almost oh, that's nothing. That's born. nothing. But I was, I probably was 145. Uh-huh. I about 145 before I got pregnant. And, and your height, how tall are you? Almost 5'7". Yeah, most girls think now like two, two something. Um, 185 to 180 to 200, I think is average, isn't it? Or women pregnancy weight no just regular women <laughs> just women oh. walking down the street oh i had no idea i'm just assuming oh, so uh how much did the kids weigh then when they were born you remember that too yeah they were born a month early they were preemies oh um, wow so i was in the hospital i went into labor at seven months it was just kind of weird how i went there i just had this feeling like okay i don't feel any movement so I, I told my husband at the time, I said, well, let's just go in and get checked. And uh, they did, they checked and they said, well, you're, you're, you're starting labor, so we need to stop that. So from that moment, I was in the hospital for a month. When um, I think it was Max they, they gave you, yeah. A whole month? Oh, no. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Oh, my. Well, I guess you I didn't want to, but. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. so, and, and then they were born at eight months. So you missed a whole month of work the last month of your pregnancy. I did not work. I didn't work secondly. I'm sorry. You didn't. You were a stay-at-home mom. I wasn't wow. mom yet. <laughs> well, you did. Well, yeah, yeah. You was a mom. So, so you got 18. You was 20 and didn't have. To, okay, we got to find out what your first job was. It sounded like you had a pretty good situation going on here. Um, <laughs> Let's fast forward to when the kids were born, because obviously they're healthy, right? They, they came out okay. They were just preemies. Uh, yeah, too. one of them, I didn't realize how fortunate I was because, of course, they were in the um, NICU. And I, I um, went down there. One of them, Aaliyah, when she was born, she was kind of bluish. Oh, and wow. so they, they whisked her away. I didn't get to hold her or anything. Why was she blue? Again. What was going on there? Just her oxygen was dropping oh, a little. Okay. So they sent her to the... Um, NICU put her just under oxygen oxygen hood. It was sufficient. She didn't have to have all the breathing. Yeah. I know you were scared when you took her away, weren't you? I was. And um, so I told my husband at the time, go, go, go with her. Go with her. Make sure she's okay. And uh, so, yeah. But, you, said um, husband, you said husband at the time, so you're no longer married? No. no. Okay, I'm going to write They're that down. We're going to go down that road, too. I love talking about relationships. We're going to go down that road. Yeah. Okay, so so they got her back straight, and then she she's good, right? Yes, she only needed to be on that for twenty four hours. Just get her covered. Good, good. good. Oh, um, man. I, the second daughter was a little bit anemic, but mm. and they they looked alike at that time when they were born. Could you tell them apart? Um, yeah. One, the second one had real fat jaws. She was bigger. She was five eleven. The young the yeah, the youngest one. Mm-hmm. And my uh, oldest daughter, she was skinnier. She was four pounds, 11 ounces. Oh, okay. Now, which one do you like better? 
Which, which, one, which one's your favorite? I ain't a day. They'll never know. I won't even tell me. You can tell me. <laughs> oh, you dislike them equally. Okay. It depends on the day. It depends on the day. Which one is my favorite? Which okay. Working my nerves. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> do do they? They call themselves things one and thing two. That's what all twins do. They actually have pajamas that that have our thing one thing two. You said they can't dress alike. <laughs> How, how are you letting them dress is, like that? This now? is their choice. I didn't dress them, but this is their... Oh, they wow. wouldn't bought these. They're okay. adults okay. now. <laughs> well, who wears the thing one? The oldest? Yes. <laughs> of course. Okay. All right. Uh, how was it sleeping with twins? I know with my kids, boy, I, I was functioning off a good two and a half, three hours of sleep because, you know, they drinking that, that breast milk. That stuff's like water. Yeah. It, it, so it that go no through them every water. two hours. There was no sleep. Although... Their dad was very good about even when he came in from work, he was real hands on. So he would feed, change diapers and stuff like that. It was fun to him to see the fight. So yeah. yeah, he was he was hands on a lot when they were babies. How old was he when they were when uh when you guys got married or whatever, when the kids were born? Um, you were twenty, was he twenty as well? Um, so he's three years old. I was seventy five, he was born in seventy two. So okay. he was yes, he was twenty one. Okay. All right. Cool. Oh, 21 when we were married. 21 when we were married. Uh, and then 22. Well, how, how old are the twins now? Um, 27. Let me 28 in March. Oh, 27 and a half. Oh, they old now. I thought they were young. They, they, they got gray hair and everything. They lost their new their new kid smell. <laughs> yeah, that, that been gone. That been gone for a minute. <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> okay. So did you did you want more kids or after having the two? Was that like, I'm good? No, I checked that off my bucket list. No. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get to your bucket list too. Did you... Uh, did you guys spank kids or, or did you believe in spanking or disciplining or... Uh, yeah, I did. I didn't, um, it was, I did talk to them and reason with them a lot. You know, I, it, it was mostly that, but when they did cut up, I'd whack their butt or, you know, touch something, smack their hand or whatever, but mm-hmm. it wasn't the main way to discipline. Right. Yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't leave with discipline. You, you give them right. options and stuff. That, yeah. that, that's interesting because now I don't know if this high work and uh, with your mother being white because I, I think there's a cultural difference where uh, my mother would just hit you with whatever she can find. It's like if, if she's standing there, if she got a shoe, she hit you with that, a brick, a, a skillet, whatever. So I learned quickly in my house, uh, just follow direction. It's safer for me. <laughs> I mean, I remember one time my parents whooped me and my friends. I couldn't, friends didn't want to be with me no more. Now your parents whoop too many people. I'm out. I'm not coming over. So did, you, did your mother a disciplinarian like that? Was she uh, aggressive like that or did uh, she talk a lot? She, she worked with the belt as she did. Uh, she was more so than I was. We got whooped with the belt. Um, she, uh, mostly me, I got backhanded because I was mouthy. Mm. So when I see her arm coming back. You can't, you don't know how to duck. <laughs> That's just great. If a duck, it's going to be worse. <laughs> Man, I learned how to duck, run, roll, dodge, put a plate in your, belt, you know, pants, everything. You just took that, huh? Okay, so all right. Cool. My one daughter, Look, she did, was did your a mother runner. Know? 
Okay, so you had to chase her to get her to the beat down. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you had to learn to get them in that corner when they talk crazy. Just <laughs> we get in that corner. <laughs> Here's your cereal over there in the corner. Go get that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, so the girls are pretty good kids. I take it growing up there. Oh, you didn't have any yeah. issues out of them? They were real rowdy, very hyper, very active too. But even so, my mom said both of them put together the, did not. Uh, equal the trouble that you were <laughs> to oh, me. Oh, you, so, you were better than two twins, than a twin, yeah, one set of twins. Yeah, yeah. I was, yeah, we I gotta get your mom on the show. I wanna hear from her. I wanna hear from her. <laughs> I think that's, that's the real story right here. Um, so I wanna get too, too deep in it because I know that's sensitive sometimes for people, but let's talk about it. Being a young mom to uh, and a young stay-at-home mom with, uh, I mean, obviously he worked hard. He's probably a good provider and so forth. Otherwise you wouldn't have married him, I take it. Well, what, what made y'all get married that young? First of all, you just saw him one time. He just said, I got to have him. What would he have, one of them fishnet see-through shirts on or something that got your eye? That's a lot of dudes wore that back <laughs> no, in the 70s. No, 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 no. Okay. It, was, it wasn't, it's some, it was just like all these things that kind of like just happened. It wasn't like planned or anything like that. It's like just this, all these things kind of just—it wasn't planned to get married. No, you were just walking out, went to the Dairy Queen to get some ice cream. Like, you know what? I want a Sunday. <laughs> let's just get married. I ain't gonna. You, you busy? I ain't doing that. Let's just yeah. Let's have twins and everything. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> okay. But yeah, it wasn't like a normal dating courtship. It was just kind of like okay, that we were in this circumstance, and yeah, oh maybe we should just get married. You were in a circumstance. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh, you get that's pregnant. A, that's a, I see. You get pregnant. No, 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 oh, no, no. Man. That was not the circumstance. Oh, so you was definitely married when you got pregnant. Yes. Oh, well, dang. Yes. Okay, no story there. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So nope, y'all's in a. done with that one. Next. <laughs> y'all's in a circumstance. Okay, good. Yes, okay. And then y'all said, we'll just get married. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What, what, is, what does he look like? What, what, how would, is he light-skinned, I don't know what your preference is. What, what, what does um, he look like? <clears throat> Kids five. Well, what he looks like and what my preference is are something different. Two different things. But uh, he's a very light-skinned black man. His mom was black and she's a... Um, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna start you over again because it's Paul. So I'm gonna wait till you come back. Can you see me? Uh, Hold yeah, on. Can you hear me? You're frozen. Hello? Yes, you're frozen. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. I can hear you. Now. I can hear you. You're froze though. So yeah, he was, he's a light skinned black man. He's mm. lighter than me, actually. Wow. I saw opposites of you. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, no, um, yeah, that, I, that's not really what I was, what I was attracted to. I've always been attracted to dark men. Cause but, your dad. Um, that might have something to do with it. All the men I was around were, were dark men uh -huh. and people I loved in life. You, know, you sound racist. They were dark. 
Okay. So, yeah, he was a light-skinned man, blue eyes. Oh, blue eyes. wait a minute. He wasn't black with blue eyes. He was. His mother was black. His mother was probably about your color, but she had hazel eyes. And, a creamy, um, uh, uh, moke, moke, caliente, chocolate. Yeah. So there you go. So his mother was my color. So yes, she was um. She had hazel eyes, and then his dad was a very light-skinned black man from two black parents with blue eyes. So that's what got you. The blue eyes got you in it. Um, no, no. I was very easily, I think, influenced. That's why everybody else kind of—I mean, that was his thing. He just really got talked up because he had blue eyes. And I'm like, my my mom really, oh, he has blue eyes, black man with blue eyes. And I thought, oh, man, maybe I should like him. I've been using the giggling every time he come around. Hey, Tiggy. <laughs> yeah, I did at first. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Brothers wearing yeah. contacts, you didn't even know. <laughs> okay. So, how long were you guys married? Uh, 25 years. So, we were married hmm. 93. Dang, you was a veteran. You got 20, 25 years in the game. Yeah. So, how long you been free? Uh, tw- January 2018. Hey, you made a month out of January t- uh, 15th at 2.15 p.m. I was January freed. January 17th, 2018. <laughs> January 17th. <laughs> now, that, that's got to be hard to go through. What were the kids? Lip- well, I don't know. I can't do the math. How old were the kids at that time? I know divorce can be hard on kids. How, how old were they at that time? Uh, they were adults then. So let's see. That was okay. uh, five years ago. So they were 20. 20- Twenty-two, kind of doing their own thing. What, what did that kind of bother them though? Still, you know, because kids, yes, they, it they... did. It did. Yeah, okay. It did you guys ever had to go to therapy, or anything for that, or you just kind of adapted? Or I did. I I did make them go to therapy. I was mm-hmm. going through divorce. They didn't really want to do it. But Family I therapy. And I went through it too. I did go to therapy too. So, what did, what did, how, did it help you at all going through that, talking to somebody about it? It did. Uh, I think that was my my first experience, like the journaling. Yeah. That was a big part of it. Yeah. So, journaling, putting your feelings down, um, just having somebody, you know, to talk to about what I was going through and then saying, well, okay, that makes sense why you felt that way. Mm-hmm. You know, because I think I, I doubted myself with my feelings or emotions constantly. Are these should I be feeling this way? Maybe it's not right to feel that, you know. So just to have somebody who was listening to me and help me kind of sort things out, right. I guess, yeah. in my head, you know. So yeah, because 25 years is a long time to just walk yeah. away from. But were you, did you have doubt? We grew said, up. Nah, I don't together. really want to. Yeah, it's literally, yeah. So did yeah. you kind of feel like, maybe I shouldn't do this, like last minute. Maybe I should, maybe I should stay. Do you ever feel that way or... Um, as I was going through it, um, at the end, I just, I, for myself, I kind of, uh, you know, we, I, I filed those, uh, what do you call it? Continuances. I think they were just okay. kind of yep. delaying the divorce mm-hmm. just to see, um, because that came up as a suggestion. Maybe we should do therapy or something like that. Right. You know, you force people to do things they don't feel yeah, like yeah. 
So, um, or just seeing, okay, maybe we should just give it a try, see if we can kind of focus on each other and work things out. And I kind of wanted just to, I wanted to make sure that I had, I had done everything that I thought I could possibly do mm-hmm. before just trashing, you know, the, this marriage to, I mean, there was other stuff involved. I was not guiltless by any means. Oh, but, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 25 so, years. Yeah. So... You know, it was just, I think we, we were both trying to figure that out. If we could still mm-hmm. make things, if we could, you know, if there was a chance to do stuff like that. But by the yeah. end, it was obvious. It was like, yeah. Yeah. Not so much. So yeah. I, when I, I went, I didn't have any regrets. Okay. Yeah. Can you, do you remember that first day when you were free? Did, well, I shouldn't say free. I mean, I'm, I'm a survivor of divorce myself. So I just say, the first day when you just like come out and you're just like, okay, I'm saying go. Do you, you remember that day? Um, I I think the feeling, but there's relief maybe just the, that the whole ordeal was over. All, you know that it's actually over and done. Cut that string, and you kind of just can, you know, he can go on with his life. I can go on with my life. So just the relief of all that, um, I don't know, we'll do all that turmoil or drama, mm-hmm. it's just stressful. Um, I do remember, it was very sad because um, our first court appearance, um, we were still living together in the house and um, hadn't separated, separated yet, but we went to our first court appearance and it was just so kind of surreal that we're going through this and we both came home and I do remember standing in the kitchen and we just hugged mm. hugged and cried because it was just weird you know it's just like we've been together for so long it's kind of hard to be going through this so yeah I do remember that right y'all still live together while you were going through the divorce I mean, you were still in the same household when you went through the divorce yes Wow. So we lived there until I moved out my, with my daughters. We moved out, stayed with a friend for um, like around seven months. That was when I was getting uh, started up with my job, you know, the bus driving. And I was working for a lawn care company for the summers too, throughout the summer. Yeah. So, so you hadn't really worked at all during the marriage, I take it. I mean, not full time. I did. I, I had a uh, when my girls got older, they were got busy. You know what I mean? That was a big part. He, he, he was in agreement with that for okay. most of those years. He wanted me home to take care of the house, take care of them. Yeah. Later on, he kind of changed. And like, yeah, you can. And I, I wanted to, you know, mm-hmm. so I did some house cleaning. Uh, a friend of mine had their own house cleaning. But it's so a couple times a week. Okay. House cleaning. And then I ended up working at Kroger. Went to the group, uh, Delhi Bakery for a while. That's where I saw you at. Okay, yeah, go ahead. I thought you were familiar. Yeah. You said, normally I don't give it. You slice me. I don't normally give my extra slice of ham, but you come in here all the time, so I'm going to give you one extra piece. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so what would you do at the Kroger's? Mm. Long care Program. Um, that's when, <clears throat> no, that's when, when we were going through our divorce and everything, that's when I um, actually started the, with the bus driving. Okay. Eating, bus driving, and the yes. ones here. So, yeah. So you couldn't find an astronomy job? Find a what? You couldn't find an astronomy job nowhere out there? Uh, 
nobody was hiring. Mm, mm, yeah. Okay. What what are the uh, what takeaways did you get from being married for twenty five years? What can you say that you really learned about marriage that could possibly help your daughters or somebody else? If anything, um, maybe you didn't learn nothing in twenty five yeah. years. I don't know. No, that <clears throat> it is so. It doesn't matter who is right. That's mm. not always like a fight. All this shouldn't be a fight all the time. A lot of it's like who is right and standing your ground because you you really believe you're in the right. That's not what that what really matters is having peace and working as a team. And we we just did not those skills were lacking. Um, so I think if we had taken more so that approach that you know what we're on the same team. Instead mm-hmm. of enemies, you know, like man, that would eliminate a lot of problems. So, were you, uh, since you grew up with that background, you know, having to walk and deal with all those people and all that stuff, did that kind of make you a, a harder woman or a, and growing up being a tomboy, did that kind of make you, you know, stand firm in your position sometimes? Um, no, I wouldn't describe myself as that, honestly. I'm not, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't. I've kind of embraced that role. I do believe, you know, as far as like following scriptural principles, Bible principles, that a wife should be in submission to her husband. Now, Ooh, that's, what that's scary nowadays. Def- <laughs> a lot of women yeah, won't no, say that. Definition. Everybody's definition of submission is not the same. <laughs> so, yeah. Yes, the the, uh, the scriptural definition of submission, not not what some people have as an idea. So I was okay with that. I was okay with that role or whatever, as long as- What does that mean to you? What's your definition of submission? However you do, Um, I think you were throwing gang signs, but yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Uh, You know, just um, being supportive of whatever, um, you know, would benefit the family. Supportive? you know, oh, goodness, you got to know I'm thinking notes on this. Go ahead. Of, of decisions that are made maybe in behalf of a family. Now, I think, I think he'd probably disagree if he said submission because his idea of submission was a little bit different. But if it didn't, I, I have a real strong sense of right and wrong, I think, too. And I'm like, that's just not right. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't support something that I felt was obviously wrong. It wasn't mm. in the best interest. Right. Of it. Yeah. It was a selfishly motivated, you know what I mean? Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. There. That's that's definitely good. But that's it's not always easy for a woman to stand up for something if she's trying to be submissive, because sometimes guys can misinterpret that. You know, so so I commend you for being able to do that, because that's 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 a good thing. That's in the Bible, you know, you gotta just stand up with this right, you know, you gotta be able to say, hey, no, we can't do this or whatever. So yeah. But but don't worry about uh worry about he's a he'll be on the show next week. We're gonna have his side. <laughs> oh I will I will be tuning in for that. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you guys friends now? Are you guys friends at all or uh no. Dang. So after that last hug, you was done, huh? You just like, okay. <laughs> that kitchen hug was it. That's all you get, sucker. I'm out. There's no, on my side, though, I can honestly, once uh, we were divorced, there there was no um, malice or anything to the good, nothing to the good or to the bad. I, I really, I don't, I wouldn't wish him any harm. I wouldn't mm-hmm. see anything bad happen. I do hope 
the best for him because that's my kids, you know, my kids' dad. Oh, yeah. And right, I yeah. can understand, you know, even though there was ways and things that I did not, we just did not, you know, agree on or whatever they had. I could understand why a lot of times the kids he behaved the way he did. Um, it didn't make it any easier to live with. Mm-hmm. But I could understand, you know, his family background, why he was that way. Yeah. And I think that makes it a little easier if you can be kept understanding or compassionate about somebody's background. Absolutely. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, no, nothing to the good or to the bad. Okay. I can respect that. You're being very careful with your words. So I can tell there's probably <laughs> a whole lot more depth to that water because it's still. So I appreciate that, that you're still being able to. Uh, respect him even though he's not um, your spiritual head at this time you still show respect to him so I, I, I can see that but let me ask you this after being married all this time how do you think you when you, when you decide you're ready to date again what if any concerns do you think you'll have for your next relationship will you be will you be comparing everything I went through with him because 25 years is a long time so yeah. that's like a quarter of a century. Ooh. So so next guy, he got to pay for the sins of of uh, I don't know your, your ex's name. We just we ain't got to know that. But uh, what do you think the next guy is gonna have to deal with, if anything? Or or are you a um, you, you a new diamond now? Definitely. Unfortunately, that's probably you know. I mean, I, I could see if there's things that. Um, that person would do that kind of like a red flag like oh no you know they're gonna be oh this is gonna be just the same situation that i'm in before right i can't do that again but i hope that i wouldn't um you know lock them into that like you're gonna be you're you're just like them or or compare them like you're just like them i think the biggest thing that i know i would want to do different i have to do different is to be friends with the person first. Mm. We weren't we weren't friends, so because yeah, that we situation really, y'all was in. Yeah, we weren't really friends. It was just kind of like you know that teenage, um, you know, it is such surface. You know, everything's on surface, superficial. So, no, definitely, I have to know this person mm-hmm. and go. You know be okay with the flaws and like okay that's livable communication how well we communicate because that was a huge area that was lacking um as i said i definitely have to be able to communicate without fear of repercussion without fear of you know that would be huge wanting the same thing back from him with being able to easily communicate with me and it not always not be an argument so yeah. we're just talking, just talking things out without arguing. So that's Do you think I couples think that's should have argue? For me. You think couples mm-hmm. should argue? I don't think they should have they will they have to. I don't to think so. Yeah, I don't right. think yeah, you can disagree. But to me with an argument, yeah. you start getting down dirty in it, you know, and that's yeah. that's not good. Yeah. Name calling, silent yeah. treatment, all that stuff. I just don't Oh, I was good and, at the silent treatment. That was my thing right there, boy. Yeah. I could shut you down. Yeah. You would think I was that. deaf. <laughs> I just zip it down. Yeah. Look right through you. Yeah. <laughs> so that's good. So, so sounds like you're self-aware. That that's really good. So, what do you think men want from women? What do you think we need? Um, somebody who will be 
in your in your corner. So definitely respect, I think, is huge. Someone that respects you. Oh yeah. Um, they they're 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 got you know just in your corner. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Somebody they can just be themselves around. Right. It's is huge. Um, just laugh, be silly, whatever. Just friends. You know, I think that's important yeah. to me. Um, okay, you know that that's very good. I can tell you've been doing some research. Uh, that's that's kind of scary. Would you care if your dude get fat? Would you date a fat dude? Would you date an unattractive dude? Um, <laughs> I I don't think so. Well, that would I be naturally like? Ooh, he's not. Uh, yeah, he got his teeth are like that's for me. But <laughs> just to be superficial like that, I think that. Uh, Hold on. It froze up. I'm, I'm gonna go back. Wait a minute. Let me let, let it catch up. One second. Mm-hmm. Hold on. It, it froze. It froze up. I, I want to go back to there. Okay. Can you hear me? You back? You're you're still you're froze, but. I can hear you. question it it is like that what I'm looking for no but But I don't think I'm that superficial that I mean I would want somebody who is interested and could do the things that I I would do you know I mean if they can't get up off the couch and I'm very active then you know what I mean it might not work so but just (laughs) but you know so so you're discriminating against our larger brothers out there okay no, 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 no. If, if he's fat and active, he's good. Um, let me think on that one. <laughs> but I mean, there's other things to take take into consideration okay. too, like how you know I think a good man that treats you well or whatever. I don't think I would be throw away the perfect man who made me feel loved and what just based on a little bit of weight, which can be lost with diet and exercise. If that's what you know what well, I mean. Is that, is that easy, huh? Okay, I, I go by Planet Fitness. Okay, well, it's a lot. Now I should tell I, everybody. I you hope don't... I wouldn't be like that. I'd say I. Let me I... let me ask you this. You remember the, the movie Shrek? Mm-hmm. Lord Farquhar was a king, had kingdoms, lots of people working for him, and Fiona passed on him because he was a midget. Would you date a short guy with every quality you need? Let's say it's Gary Coleman. What you talking about, Tiki? He uh, had money, treated you nice, spiritual brother, uh, <laughs> had everything you needed, but he's four foot 11. Now, you know, you can wear those shoes. Does he have with to the, be four the, foot 11? Or can you okay, like okay, okay, four ten, four ten. but you can wear them thick shoes with the goldfish in them, make you a little taller. Would you date this brother? Maybe he got every quality you want in a man, but he's short. Is he Prince? Because Prince is short. Yeah, heck yeah. 
Prince don't count. <laughs> Prince, Prince, Prince was count. a whole nother league. Yeah, Story Prince, man, hey. We not talking about. I said Gary Cole. I just wear flats the rest of my life. Okay. <laughs> Which, but would you date the Gary Coleman look like who did not look like Prince? <laughs> I mean, I just want, I, I don't know my idea of some prejudice again. Prejudice again. No, no. I just want to, you know, I mean, you can just be safe in somebody's eye. I just think of a bigger man just hugging him. So you say and men just don't need love too? They absolutely do. Okay. So next time you see a midget, hug him and tell him, you got a chance, brother. You got a chance. <laughs> All right, I let's do let's... that. I don't think. I don't know. I wouldn't like So it's a possibility that, that it. Uh, okay, because people are gonna be watching this show, so I'm just letting you know that oh. midgets are out there. Okay, let's uh, move on to the final part of the show. One of the, my favorite things called getting to know you a rapid fire. You've given us a lot of uh, in-depth information about yourself, but uh, now we're going to get this into some quick questions and go from there. For those who just joined it again, we're talking to Tiki Skates and she's telling us about her story. Everybody has a story to tell, but we just want to know hers. First question. Do you remember getting hurt as a child? Do you, ever, do you have any memories from that? Or did you yeah. not get her? I mean, because how hard? Yeah. Yeah. So um, what happened? So a nice little scar on my chin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. What happened there? So my brother and I were riding a banana seat bike, two-seater, whatever. We were riding the same bike. He was uh, pedaling on the mm-hmm. seat, going to the back of the, the bike. And I was sitting on the handlebars in that little nook and steering uh-huh. as we were riding the bike. And so we were going up a sidewalk, but it just went on the edge of the sidewalk. The tire kind of skid off, lost Ooh. control of the bike. And I was thrown off the bike and skid on the sidewalk. Ooh. So I left, it really had a hole in my chin. Oh, you can see the bone. Dang. You can see the bone in my chin. Well, I can so still that feel that. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, so how did you get that fixed? What did you do? What did you, did you panic? Would you, wow, what happened? Uh, we just went to an emergency room. They stitched me. So it's typical you stuff. You was back on the bike rolling away two hours later. No know? doubt. No doubt. Wow, <laughs> you, are, you are hardcore. Boy, you tough. <laughs> um, what's something that you feel that you're good at? What's one thing yeah. you know you can do? something that I'm proud of. No, no, no. Something you're good at. You're good at. And good at. Good at. Proud of because I'm good at. Yeah, Um, what you got? I think I have a knack for really smoothing situation, you know, keeping like making peaceful environment if I'm around my own group, you know, helping people to meld together and smoothing over things, kind of just keeping things smooth in groups or whatever. Like, God, I just got that person. So, but I'm good at kind of, you know, keeping things even. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like that about myself. Good. Uh, I like confidence. Peacemaker. That's what I mean. people say. You're good. You're a peacemaker. You're mm-hmm. a peacemaker. You, so, I think I'm pretty good at that. Now, just making sure that I'm clear on this understanding you're a peacemaker. I looked on your Instagram page and I saw you looked like you were challenging somebody in a race or something. And you were in a stretch stance. Peaceful. Okay. <laughs> okay. So you're not competitive. You're just peaceful. Okay. 
I, that, all right. Are the, those two things synonymous? I am competitive. <laughs> okay. All right, then. Uh, I know everybody has something about themselves they they don't like, they want to change. Myself, if I could change my one tooth, I would change that. I should have got it down when I was a kid, but I didn't want to. I said, I'm not going through that whole brace thing, not for one tooth. You're not going to get it taken out. And they said, well, if you do that, you got to put a veneer here and it's going to be on it. So I left it. But I said, man, I always want to change that. Is there anything about yourself that you would change or are you just good with everything? I think the biggest thing that has been a handicap to me is just being uh, so hard on myself mm. because it robs me a lot of a lot of joy yeah. that I could have because I'm always thinking I could I could have done better I should have done better. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that I really hate that about myself. Obviously. I think a lot of people are hard on themselves like that too. I don't know why we do that to ourselves. Yeah, just just hard for no reason. I mean, because we're not perfect, but we're just hard on ourselves. And speaking of that, I think women are, are harder on other women than men are too. Because dude walking in, oh, she's a nice little job. Like, yeah, but look, her feet ashy, her hair, that's a weave. She did this and that. She knocked me. She pigeon toed. Her lipstick don't match her thing. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I'm sorry. I was thinking out loud again. I've never this been is... one of those women, but I do believe that you are right. As in general, in general, that's probably the case. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. Next question. Are you a morning person or a night person? Morning. Always have been. Even as a kid, I didn't stay up at night. Teenager didn't stay up at night. 9, 30, 10 o'clock. 10 o'clock. Now, if I stay up to 11, that is late. Hmm. So mess I around and catch that. the news, huh? <laughs> oh, that's the news. I didn't I, know we had a news team here. <laughs> so, yeah, I get up early. I'm used to getting up earlier now than I ever been. I get up at 445. Ain't no way. 445. Yeah. And I get if you're getting up at 445 in the morning, it's still night. You need to go back to sleep. Yes, it is. It is. What's the strangest food you've ever eaten? Um... Head cheese. Head cheese. But that's not strange. That's something to be. Head cheese. So I was over a friend of my mom's, longtime friend of the family, actually. She's the one that was started doing my hair for me. She had mm. to find black black women to do my hair for me. This woman, she did my hair for me. Because of course my bra grew, grew back. But when she nodded out, you know, she combed it out, my hair was down my back. She said, I didn't know. Wow. Anyway, so this was this woman. And uh she had me over. I'd go over and visit because she lived close by here in Columbus. You know, when she moved here from Marion, living on her life. And mm-hmm. um, she said, "Try this, girl." And it looked like um, kind of like a Dutch loaf or something like that. It was molded into like a square Dutch loaf, loaf of bologna kind of, kind of thing because it has those little gelatinous pieces in it. Is that that, that that it's made out of pig brains and stuff? That's what it is. So I said, she said, try this. It's head cheese. And I thought, what is it? She said, just try it. And I oh, almost threw up. And she said, that's what it is made from the pig head. It was just a gelatinous muck. It was so bad. Mm. That, that was nasty. Um, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Deer jerky. Almost threw up 
eating deer jerky. I heard that's good. Wow. You, you're a bad, yeah, bad batch. <laughs> bad batch of deer jerky, huh? I think uh, I had, uh, I don't know if you had this before, I had tripe. It's actually cow stomach lining. Mm. Yeah, it's like white, looks like a beehive that's cut in half and it's kind of mm. f- like rubbery. Then you take and you cook it and fry it. Yeah. Then it get a little crispy, you put syrup. You don't want to know what happened to me down south. Next question. Best vacation your family went on. Where did you go? Oh, family vacation. Okay. Um, okay, or my vacation. Best va- my best vacation was in Ireland. Um, Look at you. You just, we sure did a lot for a 20 year old. Getting married at 15, kids at 18, older. and went to Ireland. Wow. I was a little bit older then. What's it like over there? Oh, beautiful. The air was clean. The food was, I tell you what, and I still, uh, I still think that's what this was. A day two, everything is just fresh and organic and clean. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. the food is different, yeah, different over yeah. there. Oh, so I was eating, eating, eating. Two days into it, I started having flu symptoms or something. I think oh. it was detoxing, detoxing from all the stuff we eat over here, whatever. Oh. So I was sick for a day. And then after that, next day, bounced back and just ate, ate. That was the first vacation that I ate like a horse and a pig or whatever, who eats the most. I ate a lot anyways and lost weight on that vacation. Wow. I ate a lot and lost weight. I, I, I take it they didn't have that, uh, they didn't have that head hog cheese or stuff over there, huh? No, that wasn't the, the no. Okay. See, you could have told them, hey, y'all missing out on a delicacy. Let me show y'all what I've been over in the States. All but right. I think for my kids, the kids, it was just camping trips. We did camping trips a lot. And we, we as a family, really love that. It's just sitting around a campfire, getting all attention, and doing things like that. So it was small that, things like that. Like getting a yeah, cabin in the winter. That's definitely your white side. Camping <laughs> cabins and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How do you feel about being around crowds of people? Are you okay with that? Uh, I I really don't uh, like it. I can do it for a while. And it has to be, I have to be in control. Um, I have to oh, be able to oh. have my own way there. You know, I can be trapped and not be able to leave when I'm starting it. You know, I don't trap myself anymore. Okay. So I can do it if I if it's a group of people. I just you know pick up on the energy of the room or whatever. Read so the room. If it's yeah, if it's real relaxed and easygoing people, I can stay. And, and okay. But if it's like mm, this just doesn't feel feel right here, I just say hello, yeah. hello, hello, everybody. See, I gotta get. Yeah. Home. Are you <laughs> one of those people who can walk up and never meet a stranger? Are you one of those people? Or are you more kind of introvert? Well, you've been talking I, a lot, so obviously you're an extrovert. <laughs> No, I can. I can. I can talk to anybody. Yeah. Um, I enjoy talking to people. Just okay. I'm comfortable talking to them. Yeah. One you probably one, prefer. Yeah, you probably can get people to do what you want. Just like walk up to strangers who don't even work in a store and probably can make them just do what you want them to do. You <laughs> seem like you got that type of personality. You know, people I don't like that. That kind of power. I'm sure. Would you rather read a book or watch TV? Read a book. Okay. Always been a reader. Now, if I'm doing the math correctly, I have you 
when is your birthday again? What what month? January? January 75. Yeah. Okay. So you're about 48. Will be, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Do you feel that your 48 that you are is the same 48 that your mother was? It's do you think it's the same or how would you No, heck no. What's I'm different? Young Oh. Like, I I enjoy being very active and into things. I, I I think I'm more. I like to play. I do. I just I like to play and stay busy, and I like to do things that younger people do and learn mm. learn new things. And um, so I don't I don't. Yeah, I don't feel like it, it was the same. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. I think back then people act like anything over forty is a death sentence, you know. Like, uh, like you said, just active and stuff, going to the gym, working out, walking, uh, learning technology. I know, like older people, they tend to, to fight technology. Whereas you watch a little two, three year old, they get your phone and download four or five apps, make a call to China, and, and be having a code to the <laughs> yeah, nuclear button. And, like, how do they do that? Because I find that kids, they don't mind failing. They don't mind making a mistake. Whereas adults, like you said, we're hard on ourselves. We're like, I can't believe I did. Jimmy will break your $3,000 vase and, and, and let your money fly out the window and be like, oh, well, let's go to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> like, what? So, yeah, you're right. So that's, that's what I like about them. Um, uh, which one of your daughters is most like you? funny because they both take things for me one of them is much more introverted um which is i think since i've gotten divorced uh, the extrovert part has come out i didn't know it was there i did not know that was there so she's they're both kind of introverted but she definitely has to kind of Kind of measure out her time with people. She loves to associate with her. She like she definitely needs her alone time. Mm. Um, we understand each. We're both quite. You know, we can be in a car or in a room and not say a word, and at the end of the day, be like, "Man, it was fun hanging out with you." <laughs> you know, we don't have to talk or anything. My other one is much more talkative. And, uh, you know, just in the home environment, whatever. So you can't just, you can't do that with her. But then she's, she she has that same kind of, she's sensitive, I think, like me, a pleaser, more so like me. So they mm. each have different kind of qualities, I think, that I have. So oh, okay. Put them All together right. and they're me. There you go. Well, so you said you're sensitive. Are you a crier? Do you cry or are you stern? It depends on who I'm around. If I'm very, very comfortable with the person, yes, I cry. Let the tears flow. Okay. Yeah, Dang. Okay. Can you, can you show us a cry? Do you, do you get that Kim Kardashian ugly cry? Will you get that cool I'm not what? a cute crier. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh my! Mm. There you go. So you got the Kim K. Cool. Not cute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Takola, I think that's uh, going to bring us to the end of the show. I really appreciate you sharing all this information with us together. 
today. You helped us to see what it's like to get married at a young age from a situation to having twins to learning how to cuss and walk from all over the city <laughs> and wearing out your your your, your Chuck Taylors. You know, <laughs> you told us about how your family kind of ostracized you and you how you you started the trend that women having low haircuts, just being a trendsetter, you're a peacemaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you share quite a bit. So we, I think everybody knows you too. So we're glad to have you on our show, being a co-host every, every now and then when you want to be there. So I wanted to take this time to let people get to know the person you know who's going to be coming into their living rooms or in their podcast on their vehicles, so they feel like they know you a little bit. Is there anything that you want to clear up that uh, maybe you wanted to make sure we're clear on this or anything else? Um, yeah, I guess so. So I, I talked more so about the, you know, white side of my family and, and just isolated incidents and whatever, but and it is not to pick on them or anything like that. I think no, even no. with my black side of my family, I had trouble kind of fitting in, you know, just not feeling like accepted all the way there. So there was just a little bit of, I don't think anybody meant to do that. It was just how things were. Mm. So... And maybe just my feelings. I didn't feel like I felt fit in or was accepted or shared. So just that little clarification. Yeah, it wasn't just picking on one side of things. Oh, well, uh, just for the record, I didn't think you were doing that at all. I always ask those questions because I'm so fascinated by, you know, different cultures and how they view you and see things because everybody, you know, has a different opinion and perspective. It's, we don't have to agree with it. I just like to know, you know, what their thoughts are. So appreciate your, your candor and, and telling us that. Where can people find you on social media if they want to see some more of your pictures or try to catch you crying or see those faces and stuff? <laughs> where, where, can, where can they find you at? Um, Skates to Cola 75. Um, that's for my personal Instagram, but hey, it's open to the public. Yep. And um, rooted.in.plants75. That's more business. Yes. But I got some personal things up there. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's Instagram. All right. Tacola Skates Facebook. So. Uh, Tacola Skates Facebook. Okay. Um, one of our uh, listeners had told me to ask a question of you. He said, what email servers do you use again? <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. If We're not going to. AOL, it served me well <laughs> for, for 24 years. Wow. <laughs> she's, she's the last person with an AOL account and she still has a MySpace account too, for the people who are wondering. All right. Well, let me go ahead and give my final thoughts before um, I have Tiki tell us what our show motto is. But uh, before that, my final thoughts are these. When you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want to spend your rest of your life and you want that to start as soon as possible. You're keenly aware that love doesn't make the world go round. Love is what makes the ride worthwhile. Chains do not hold relationships together. It's threads, thousands of tiny threads, which sew together through the years. It won't always be perfect, but it's worth it. In fact, marriage is not kickboxing, it's salsa. So please study the rhythm and love one another and you will be happy. It's as simple and it's as difficult as that. Thank you guys for listening. My name is Ward and what else our motto again? Everybody has a story to tell, but we just want to know yours.
Thank you. Peace. <laughs>